Good morning, church. How are we? It's so good to be with you all this morning. Uh, we're so excited about the start of the year. And this morning, we're going to look at Psalm 100, an amazing, beautiful psalm. And it's a psalm of gratitude. And so this morning, as we reflect on this new year and the start of this new year, I have a question for us all to grapple with. And sometimes it could be an easy question, but I think it could be quite tricky for us to grapple with this question. Are you grateful? Are you grateful? Do you feel grateful towards God for who he is and what he has done for you? Do you feel grateful in every season of your life, even in your current season? This morning, let's read Psalm 100 together. The words are going to come up on the screen, so let's read it. Psalm 100 says, Shout to the Lord, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. May we be blessed by the reading of your word today. Thank you, Father. As we start this new year, my challenge is that we start it with a sense of gratitude. The definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful and a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Do you feel grateful to God? Do you truly feel grateful to Him today? Do you feel grateful to Him in every season of life, through the ups and the downs? I know for me that I often feel when things are going well, I feel grateful towards God because everything is in line. Everything is as the way that I want them to be. But how about the times when things aren't going well, when it's much harder to sing praises and to be grateful, particularly in times of distress, uncertainty and worry? I don't know if you guys have been to the shops lately, but you kind of get there and there's, there's not everything on the shelves that you wanted. It's kind of comical in a sense, isn't it? Because you walk in and then you're like, you've got a plan and then you hit the shelves and it's, the thing is not there. And it's so easy for us then to complain. I can't find that thing. Or I can't find that thing that I'm looking for. Oh, how can this happen? The shelves and the shops are empty. And like Tara talked about, is how often is it, do we focus on the things we don't have instead of focusing on the things we do have? May we never take things for granted. Let's live with a heart filled with thankfulness. So my question to you today is, what are you thankful for today? And I want you to turn to the person next to you and share, what are you thankful for today? I give you guys a couple of minutes, just talk about it. Share with the person next to you, what are you thankful for today? 
when we start thinking about it and reflecting on it, it's interesting. The things, the first things that pop into our head is our relationships. Either your marriage or, the, or your partner, your parents, your close family members, your kids. What an amazing joy it is to raise young people. Start thinking of your friends, your community, the people around you. Those are things we start thinking of when we think about what are you thankful for today? The things that truly matter to us, our relationships. It's interesting, some of you might have, but I know for me, I don't think of the house that I had or the car that I drive or the boat that I have or anything like that. I don't have a boat. You, don't, you know, often that's not the first things you think about, not your earthly possessions. The first things we think about is the relationships, the things that truly matter to us. So my question this morning is, does your relationship with God truly matter to you? Does God truly matter to you? This psalm is one we can sing in every season, regardless of what we are facing. I don't believe this psalm is circumstantial. It is true at our best and our most challenging seasons. I believe that gratitude is not circumstantial. And here is why. In verse 1 to 3, the psalmist writes, he says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Come before him with praise. Shout, praise, worship God. Why? Because he is God. It says in verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his, his people, his sheep. He looks after us. He cares for us. He loves you. That is why we want to shout and praise and worship. It is he who created us and he who sustains us and it's him who redeems us. That is why we should respond with gratitude. And the psalm tells us, how do we respond? It says in verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. How do we respond? with thanksgiving and gratitude. I want to challenge us as we start this new to lift our eyes to Jesus, to remind us all what we have in him. And secondly, gratitude is a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. We choose how we respond to Jesus and to his gospel. Does it change your life? Does it change how you live? A very well-known theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, during the Nazi regime, he wrote this. In ordinary life, we hardly realize that we receive a great deal more than we give. And that it's only with gratitude that life becomes rich. See, Dietrich found what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. He truly found what a rich life looked like in knowing Jesus. And it's when we have gratitude in our hearts towards what God has done for us in sending his son, then our life becomes rich. 
Our life becomes fulfilled. Paul writes to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians verse 5, from 16 to 18, he writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is God's will that we live in gratitude and thankfulness in our lives towards Him and share it with others. When we looked at the definition of gratitude, it said, respond with kindness. And when we respond to God, we can't only help but respond to Him, but also respond to others and show gratitude and gratefulness and love towards others around us. When we truly experience it for ourselves, we want to share that with others so they too can experience what a life of gratitude truly looks like, biblical gratitude. It is interesting when we look at neuroscience in studying the brain, that gratitude actually produces and increased dopamine levels in our brain. So when we express gratitude towards others and experience thankfulness, it actually, in our brain, more neurotransmitters get created, dopamine, which actually positively affects our mood, makes us feel better, makes us feel a sense of joy, fulfillment, and satisfaction in this life. Interesting how God intricately created us. Even in the physical bodies, we respond to the, to the spiritual realities that God has created for us. How amazing is that? True gratitude is not when it just feels good for us or, or when we hope of doing something for reward. It's a way of life, living in response to the gospel, living in response to what God has done for you and for me. Over this holiday that I had, we, we were drive, I was driving in a car with a friend and we started talking about the privilege it is to live in this amazing country. What a privilege it is to live in Australia. We have everything we could possibly want or need. Medical support, safety, food, water, law and order. It's an amazing country we live in. So often we forget that. Then we started talking about, well, is it truly a blessing to live in Australia? And in some senses, yes, it's an amazing blessing that God has given that to us. But I believe it can often be a curse as well. See, when we have every physical need met, so often it can distract us from God. When we have every physical need met, we don't realize that we're actually spiritually starving. You might even be spiritually starving today, not realizing it. If we look at statistics, Australia, this nation, is spiritually starving. Only 7%, according to the 2016 census data, show that only 7% of Christians are actually active in their faith. See, 45% of people tick the box Christian, but it didn't actually change their life. The questions were geared to actually see who, how people respond to the gospel, how they respond to their faith. Statistics show there that only 7% of active practices of their faith, extremely involved. That means it changes their life, it changes how they live, changes how they participate in the community, changes how they actually participate in their local church. 
since 1911, there was 0.4% of people that identified with no religion. In 2016, there was 30% of people who identified with no religion. Our nation is starving, spiritually starving. See, Jesus' response in the Beatitudes when he said, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who recognize the need they have for him. See, when we read this psalm this morning, the psalmist writes and he says, We are his. We are God's. We are his people. Every created being has been created and designed by the creator God. And we all have a longing, a void without him. And so often due to the distractions of the world, due to the brokenness and sin that are so much around us, we often don't even realize it. So my question is this morning, do you realize your need for God? Do you realize your need for God? The Word of God tells us it's only through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to be reconciled with the Father is through Jesus. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. And we are all fall short of God's glory. And it's only through Jesus we can truly find life and life in Him. Do you realize your need for God today? My third point is gratitude is a way of life. The video we watched before of the 10 guys with leprosy. So Jesus healed them. They were outcasts of society because of their leprosy. They were probably staying and living all by themselves. And they see Jesus walking past, and they shout at him and say, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus, out of compassion, he heals them. And he tells them, go to the priest and show the priest that you've been healed. And then only one man ends up turning around as he discovers that he's been healed and turns around and comes to Jesus. He was a Samaritan himself, even further pushed out an outcast from the Jews. And he comes and he falls at Jesus' feet with thankfulness and gratitude in his heart. How do you respond to Jesus healing you today? How do you respond to Jesus for giving his life so that you can find life in him? How do you respond to him taking your sin and your brokenness and taking it to the cross See, every person that turns to Jesus, regardless of their their previous sin or brokenness and asks him for forgiveness, they will be set free and they will find salvation in him. Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Let us not start this new year without gratitude in our hearts. Recognizing every good gift that we have is from the Father. And everything that Jesus did by dying for us. See, church, we need to realize the need we have for him. And repenting from the times we've forgotten about him. Not lived in thankfulness towards him. 
See, the Psalms are filled with Psalms of praise, like the one we read this morning. Lots of Psalms of praise. But there are also Psalms of lament. Psalms of crying out to God. See, God knows what we are going through. He knows the trials you face in your life and the difficulties you face. And he wants us to come to him in all circumstances, knowing who he is. We should bring everything to him. It is true. There is so much pain and sickness in this world. We can see it all around us. We experience it for ourselves. But we believe in a God that has promised to us that he will set it all right. We believe that Jesus will come back and he will set this world right. There will be no more tears, no more pain, no more crying. And we see this reminder here in the psalm. In Psalm 100, it says in verse 5, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That is true as it was written by the psalmist all those years ago, and it's so true for us today. His faithfulness continues through all generations. My prayer for us as a church today is what Paul wrote in Colossians 2 verse 6. So then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, strengthening the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. May we live out gratitude towards God. And then sharing the knowledge that we have because of him. May it it overflow in your life towards those around you. Overflow into your workplaces. Overflow into your family and your other relationships. Into our community. May thankfulness and gratitude reign in your hearts. As we discover this amazing gift of Jesus. The grace that is given to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. I invite the music team up as we're going to praise and worship today. Let's come together with thankful hearts, knowing the promises that we truly have in Jesus. See, gratitude is not something that's circumstantial. Gratitude is a choice that we have to make as we respond to what Jesus has done for us. And gratitude is the way of life. As we live, let us live with thankfulness in our hearts knowing well, who we have and the promises we have in God today. Let me pray for us. Thank you, Father, that you are so good to us. Thank you, Father, that even because of our sin and our disobedience towards you, you didn't leave us in that place. Lord God, you made a way through your son, Jesus, and through his life, his death and resurrection, we can truly find life in him. Lord Jesus, you are the answer for our today. You're the answer for our tomorrow. Lord you, Jesus, you are the answer for our community. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would create in me a thankful heart, the heart that responds to you. And Father, help me to live out the sense of gratitude every day of my life, that others may see how good you are and the life and the hope that I have in you. May this be the prayer for all of us, Lord. 
May we come on our knees today, worshipping you, honouring you, praising you, as you are the only King forever. Amen.